Hot Shot by Scott Holmes Music, downloaded at freemusicarchive.org. Welcome to another week of First Place Podcast. I'm your host, Craig. And this week is actually a little bit different. You will not be hearing from Jay Lee, Jacob. Kind of took this week off to enjoy Mother's Day a bit. However, I did get the privilege of having a Zoom meeting with the Good Pods co-founder, JJ Rambert. So I'm actually going to share that interview with you today. I think you'll really enjoy it. Most of us have probably really seen their presence go up on the on a lot of our indie podcast Twitter feeds. And I got to sit down and have a really cool interview. So I'm going to share that. Before we get to that, though, I do want to mention that our podcast, First Place Podcast, is available on, well, I'm just going to say it, all, most, however you want to word it, major podcast platforms out there. And I'm also, we're a part of two great networks. I do want to take a minute to mention them. Quite the Thing Media and Podbreed. We have our pages on there. You should go take a look at it and go take a look at all the other podcasts. QuiteTheThingMedia.com slash First Place Podcast then podbreed.com slash first place podcast. I do hope you enjoy this interview and we will sit down and have a more normal episode next week, Jacob and I, but in the meantime, check out this interview and the cherry on top is at the end, we also did some random news stories together. So and JJ was a blast doing that. So I hope you enjoy this interview. This is Craig, and I am being joined here by a very special guest. It's JJ Ramberg, the co-founder of Good Pods. We've been we've been seeing a lot of you guys lately. So yeah, good afternoon. Thanks for taking the time to do this interview with me. Oh, I'm so happy to talk to you. Thanks for inviting me on the show. Yes, yeah, no problem. So, like I said, we've been seeing a lot of you guys, particularly on Twitter, kind of with the indie podcast scene. Kind of seemed like I saw you guys kind of popping up talking to the uh, podcast father individual on Twitter and uh, kind of like then that kind of led to a lot of interaction with the rest of us. It felt like I don't know if that's the case or not, but. Oh, yeah, I'm so happy. He's been a really, really amazing supporter of Good Pods and we are out there trying um, to support indie podcasts, so an indie podcaster. So I'm so happy to talk to as many of you all as I can. We appreciate it. And I think it's a really cool app because it kind of gives us like the both aspects all in one place, right? Like you have the social media piece and then you also have the platform where like the pods are literally on it there too. So you have both in one and that's actually really cool. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'll explain what Good Pods is for anyone who doesn't know. Um, before I do that, though, I'll explain why we started it, if that works with you. Yeah, and what did you, I was curious, just what did you do before that also, and like how that all started? That was what I was really curious on. Yeah, sure. So I was an anchor with NBC News. I had a business show about entrepreneurship for over a decade, but I also had a podcast um, that was backed by NBC News, and I was an avid podcast listener. And so as a listener, I had a hard time discovering new podcasts. I knew there was all this great content out there. I just didn't know how to get to it, right? It wasn't showing up on 10 lists. In 10 podcasts show up on every top 10 list. 
And so I wanted a way to just find out what other people were listening to as a way to curate my own podcast listening. And then as a podcaster, I had a front row seat on how hard it is to get an audience. And for me, it was a lot easier because I had the backing of this enormous company. But I thought, what would I do if NBC News were not supporting this podcast? How in the world would I get this content out there, even though I knew it was good content? And so that is, you know, both of those things come together to our desire to really support indie podcasters um, and people who like to listen to different podcasts as a way to find them. And so what Good Pods is, which is our solution for this, is it is a social podcast app. So it works like any other player podcatcher out there in that it has every podcast is on there that you can find on Apple and you can play, you can bookmark, you can download anything you can do on a podcast player. What makes Good Pod special is the social aspect of it. So picture Twitter or Instagram or Goodreads, if you know that, where you have your profile, which is everything you've listened to, make anything private. Um, And then you have the feed where you see what other people are listening to. And then you have groups that you can join as you would join a Facebook group. So we have lots of really great examples of super under the radar podcasts going viral on Good Pods because some listened to it, it went on the feed, one of their friends listened, and then one of their friends, and it just gets sort of passed on from friend to friend. Yeah, it's, Hello? it's no, 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 I'm still here. No, I was just listening to you. It's really, it's just a really neat app that I hadn't really paid much attention to and downloaded until really the last week. I'm kind of like, how did I not know about this, you know? Um, well, I'm glad you do know about it. I mean, we, we're still, you know, relatively new in the world. It's It's been about, I guess, a little bit over a year now. But um, yeah, I mean, just, you think about it like you would any other social media that you follow people you're interested in. Let's just say you love gardening. Like we have a gardening group of, uh, on Good right. Pods. And so, right. So anyone who's interested in gardening podcast goes there and finds cool shows to listen to. Um, I have a group, frankly, that's just me and my three best friends, and we use it kind of like a book club. But then I also, like my use case is every time I'm going out for a run, I just go quickly kind of scroll through my feed and find things that my friends have listened to. So I've just been introduced to so many neat new podcasts. And and it's just really cool. It seems like a really cool story how it all came about, too. So you are the co-founder along with along with Ken, right? I'm not trying to mix up names. I did a little research before this, but obviously this is all really new to me. It is. It's uh, me. And then my brother is actually my co-founder. So Ken is, this is his third company, actually. He is a very successful serial entrepreneur, if I can brag on his behalf. He, oh, yeah, his sure. First company, <laughs> his first company was in the job listing space, and it was uh, Monster.com's biggest acquisition. And then we have another company together, a mission-driven coupon company called Good Shop, um, which has given away more than $13 million to causes. And then Good Pods is our third company. We also, actually, I will tell this to all of your um, dog and cat loving listeners out there. We have a, another company called Search Kibble. Um, it's searchkibble.com, which is a search engine. And every time you do a search, 
you are helping support shelter animals. And so um, we direct ad revenue to, to help shelter animals. Super cool. Uh, you guys just have a lot going on. And I did see that if I'd go to your different pages, I don't want to call it good pod stalking as they call it on other social media, but I did see that you guys have your hands in a lot of different things and it's just super cool. So you guys are based out of California, you said, right? I'm How in California, Colorado. Gotcha. Gotcha. And I'm just curious, how many people do you guys have working for you? I know you said you've been on this project of Good Pods for about a year. Oh, yeah. We've got a whole team of people because we have designers and product and, you know, marketing and and engineering, of course. Um, so there, there are a whole bunch of people working with us. But thank God, because I'm a terrible designer and I certainly can't program. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, it would de- it definitely takes a whole team. And I did see that one of the big things when you guys launched was the endorsement of Kim Kardashian, which is super cool. Um, I've been forced to watch <laughs> yeah, thousands was- of hours of her television by my wife. I say forced, but after a while I like find myself into it. But I thought that was cool. That was the first thing that like caught my attention when I went to the page. It was like, oh, you have Kim Kardashian endorsing it. Well, that was really fun for us. And so she posted, um, this wasn't a paid endorsement. A lot of people think it was, but it wasn't paid. Um, she posted about Good Pods and she's an avid podcast listener. And, and so she wrote about it on her social media. So you can imagine what mm-hmm. those days were like for us just watching, download, download, download. She that, <laughs> that has a lot of influence. Yeah, no, I bet that was super cool. Yeah, when I said endorse, I guess meant publicly she came out and endorsed it on there, I guess. Yeah. That's super cool that she did that on her own too. And I could see all the retweets from it and all that. Then I got to look in and it was like, Oh, you could see where she's not as active on there now as she was. And then it's like, what are you guys going to do next? And it's been cool to see over the last week, how you've been talking to a lot of different small independent podcasters. And you could see like a lot of this almost happening, developing really, really quick. I don't know how many like downloads we've, you know, that that, that app's received and over the last week or two or whatever, but it seems like a lot of different groups and things are popping up that, I mean, I'm getting invited to. So it seems like it's been a pretty active week. Well, that's exciting that you keep seeing it a lot of places because we, so we just launched, I don't know when this is going to air, but so I will say we recently launched um, a new version of Gods where it is a lot faster. We have uh, great notifications now so that as a listener, you know, or as a podcaster, you know, when people are talking about you, you know, when your favorite shows have a new um, episode. And, and so they're just all these great new features. And so we're really excited about Good Pods at this very moment. Actually, I've been excited about it since we launched, but this is a particularly exciting time for us. I did, I did mess around on there a little bit today. I saw there was an update and it did seem like it was much faster because that was one thing I realized was like, uh, it takes a little bit while to load in comparison to some of your bigger apps, which is understandable. But the, there was definitely a performance improvement today. And I will say that the, uh, there was a like feature and just the interface of some of the, the, just the different screens and stuff that was going across seemed a lot more user-friendly and just more, kind of like a little bit more of a social media upgrade to it. I am so happy you said that. That means we're doing our job well. I'm going to go, I'm going to go tell the product. 
No, it's super cool. And like I said, I've been kind of watching closely and it's kind of like really caught fire over the last week. And I know we really appreciate everything you guys are doing for this community because there is so many small podcasts, right? Just trying to get the word out there and also trying to have a way to help support each other. So to bring that all into one is super cool. And I did see, and I did join one of those groups. It's the uh, independent or indie podcast group by the podcast father. And I did see all that chatter in there, people going back and forwards about their podcast and, you know, just asking different questions. It was really cool to see that support system. Uh, I mean, yes, that's, that's what we're here for. I mean, if you think about it, the best way, the way I find out all my podcasts to listen to is word of mouth, right? It used to be at a dinner party when back when I went to dinner parties, right? Hopefully that's <laughs> right, coming right. back around again, but right. It used to be at a dinner party and would say, what are you listening to? But the problem would be someone would recommend something that I'd never heard of. And then the next day when I'm ready to go hop in my car or go for a run or something, I'd be like, wait, what did they tell me again? And I couldn't remember it. And so the idea around good pods is let's have a place where I don't have to remember it, right? I can go to my friend's feed, see that she's listened to it or her profile and press play. And so that was our thought that now all the independent podcasters, right? It's just, it's, it's codifying basically word of mouth. Yeah. And it definitely has been word of mouth, even even literally over the internet, that's still word of mouth, but a different thing, but it's definitely been talked about a lot and it's super cool. So I do know that you've had, you guys have all sorts of accolades that you've kind of racked up here on these different, I want to say magazines, but most of them are online, obviously. You want to talk about that? I did see all these innovative uh, recognition you guys are getting. Oh, thank you. That is sweet of you to ask. We've been excited about this. So Good Pods itself was ranked in Fast Company's 10 Most Innovative Social Media Companies uh, just about a month ago, which was amazing and so exciting for us. And then I was, this always feels too weird weird to talk about it because it's not just me, but I was listed um, in Fortune's Female Founders 100 for the work we've done on Good Pods. So I'm the front person of that, but obviously I am just the face of what the whole team has been doing to make this pod, to make this company. Yeah, absolutely. And you guys have several other things I know that are different. Um, media outlets and different things that have mentioned you too. So that's super cool. Uh, who? So are you the one or who's most involved with the, literally the Twitter side of it? Because I did see you had a Twitter page and I just followed you. But there, whoever has been on the Twitter part has definitely probably been busy over the last week. Looks like a little bit busier than maybe we you know, were the last couple of weeks up until now. Right. Well, I mean, look, Twitter is a great way to reach out to people and to get the word out. We are, we are, you know, we're a hundred percent focused on many things. So we've got 300% focus, right? We we're focused on making this product work really well. And you just mentioned our update where uh, the speed has improved significantly and, and the user interface um, and that will not change. We will constantly be working to improve this product. And so if anyone out there has any ideas, send them to us. All of our changes come from user feedback. And then we are 100% focused also on getting new people up here onto this app and using it because 
think about it. If you come on, your listeners come on and listen to Good Pods, and then suddenly their friends see it, and then their friends see it, right? When it comes to podcasters, our goal is let's figure out a way to increase their listenership. And we think this is a great, great way to do it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So what is, what do you, what is like the short-term goal as far as an update that you guys have in mind besides just the systematic uh, performance upgrades? Is there anything big coming down the line, any new features or anything? Because I know today's update was a really big one. Today's was a big one. Yes, we've been working on this for a long time. We do. I, I probably am going to keep it as a surprise for right now. That's okay. What's coming up next? But you can imagine we have a roadmap that's like a mile long of things that we are working on. So we're constantly looking at the app and seeing improvements that we can make. And then we also hear great feedback from our users about improvements. And so we're sort of ticking them off one by one. I did see today that you guys did do something new today. You had a featured uh, independent podcast that was on the page of the screen. I did see, I mean, I saw it on Twitter. Then I actually went into the app, checked out the update and also saw that you guys had like a featured podcast. It was like a small, a really small one. I thought that was cool. That it was like front, right, right on the search menu page. You could just see this small podcast that you guys were helping promoting. That was super cool. You know, we often actually, I'm looking right now, I think that's, that might be the only small one right now that we have up there, but we often have very small podcasts promoted up there and Good Pods recommends. And so that's another thing. If people have a podcast they want up there, they can email hello at goodpods.com and, and put in their suggestions and, and it gets over to our editorial team This is what goes in here. It seems like you are very good about reacting fast to that as well, because I know there's a lot of chit chat back and forth on social media. And you guys seem to be reacting very quickly to questions or requests or it was kind of unusual to see that because I've been seeing a lot of new like podcast things start lately. One of them was like a pod chaser or something. Um, And you guys just react very quickly on the spot in the moment. So that is super awesome. But my other question was pod, like as a podcaster, we actually do a lot of stuff on the go on the, on our mobile phones, tablets, and then also, also on the desktop, right? Like laptop and stuff. Do you guys have any plans at all for a web version of the app that's more set for that? Coming soon. (laughs) We do. We do. That's another, that's another thing on the roadmap there. Cool. Cause that would be super awesome because I know as you know making podcasts and stuff you're on your actual computer a lot as well so that would be a huge benefit sorry that was one one I wanted to ask personally my being jealous myself there (laughs) no send over again truly if you look at good pods all of all of the changes have come from user feedback our users have been incredible about being really loyal to good pods and committed and helping us get through kind of our beta testing period and so i just have a big thank you to everyone because of things like what you just did ask when is this coming or saying i would really love x feature do you think you could put that into the app Yeah. Yeah. So how much, and my other question was, as far as like a newsletter piece of it, how much or how big is that for you guys? That's something that you spend a lot of time on or is something going to be more focused on? Our newsletter? Yeah. 
Cause I did see one and it was kind of really basic, but I mean, how does that go out to a lot? It goes out to everybody that would subscribe and have a membership or whatever on the app, right? It does. I really love our newsletter. It comes out once a week, our weekly, our weekly email. That was my and question. It's it weekly. Has, okay. I thought it was monthly. It's weekly. Yeah, okay. It's weekly and it has suggestions. It's algorithmic and it, it's based on what your friends listen to. So everybody getting a different email, right? We're I not saw just that. That is awesome. That. It's not just one letter. It's yeah. literally customized. It is. And then it also gives us a chance to say any fun news about good pods that's happening. And then um, we usually try and give out uh, some sort of shout out to someone in our community for doing something really cool or launching something or um, you know, something that we want to just give a little extra attention to. Do you, is this just like a short term focus on the independent scene or is this something that you guys see potential in long-term? Oh God, no, I think, I mean, it's definitely long-term. I mean, look in, in our, in our dream world, this is where people are listening to their shows and this is where they're interacting with the listeners. I mean, what's so neat about good pods Mm-hmm. is as a podcaster, you can see who listened to your show unless they make it private, which is always an option, but you can see. And so you can actually interact with your listeners. Exactly. So and, you, and you could rate and them And as too. a listener, by the way, oh, sorry. I was also about to say as a listener, it's really fun to see, you know, when I listen to something and then I go on later and I see my sister listen to it or my best friend listen to it. Or frankly, what I do is my husband listens to a lot of podcasts late at night. I always wake up in the morning and see what he listened to, which is <laughs> fun because then it's like I'm getting an immediate suggestion. Right. And I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I was saying, and you can rate them. So that's super cool too. And that's something that the the independent podcast scene always looks for, right? Feedback and rate ratings. And you have that now. And I think uh, you guys could really build on that and do more with it too. But the rating thing is always big for independent podcasts. Um, okay. Well, now I will give it away that we are working on that right now. <laughs> and and you will see some, some changes there as well. And the reason I like that the good pods a lot is because like there's the pod chaser and a lot of other things people are talking about. Some of the problem that I find with that, or just even maybe Twitter or social media in general is it's just a lot of other podcasters, which is really cool and sweet that you're supporting each other. But the whole point of this is you want to continue to build an audience and people that are listening. And I think you have something like that with a good pods, right? Because you have people that are there now, a lot more maybe, but there for the actual podcasting part of it. Then you have people that are also there just to listen. So you have bringing them both of those together instead of just a bunch of podcasters, which is awesome to have, but I'm not, I'm not beating that down, but you need more listeners too. Well, <coughs> excuse me. Exactly. I mean, this is a social media platform for podcasting, whether you are a listener or a podcaster. And frankly, you know, so many podcasters are listeners as well. Right. But it's you want to go out there as a podcaster and grab that other people, the audience that are also just listening, right? Because you only have so much time in a day and so many you can listen to. And you want to make sure you have that um, demographic, that available too. And that's what your app has. You have people that are there strictly just to listen or just to podcast and do both. 
So I think that's super cool. And you kind of bring them together all in one. Cause I know the group that I'm a part of, it has a bunch of people that don't have actually have a podcast then it has a bunch of people that do. So it's super mixed and it's cool. Right. I mean, it's, it's a discovery platform, right? It's a discovery and community. So you discover great things. You can talk about great things. You see what other people find that they've discovered. It's, I really, I mean, of course I would say this cause I'm the co-founder, but just as a user, I have to say, I really love this app. It's really, I think it's just so fun. It is. It's really cool. And I can't wait to see how it develops even more. Cause I know you're really dedicated to make it even better. And I think that's exciting. Well, well, thank you. And, you know, again, as I say, we're out, we're out there to, to help you all. It's funny. I spent so much of my career in front of the camera and doing what you're doing now, interviewing people. And I've really enjoyed being on the other side of things where I am actually kind of the, you know, the tool on the back end to help, to help elevate people like you. This is actually my first, inter- we just started our podcast in the very end of January. This is actually my first interview. So I'm a little starstruck oh. here. <laughs> so I'm so glad that you oh take the time God. to do that. We generally don't do interviews, but I was like, uh, actually the podcast father guy, he messaged me and said, Hey, do you want to interview the good pods people? I was like, heck yeah, I want to interview the good pods people. Cause it's been so much uh, well, longer than you guys last him. week. I will have to tell them thank you for connecting us. Absolutely. And thank you for taking the time. So before you get off here, I had another question for you. So Jacob and I, he can't be on today. He, I'm going to say, twisted his ankle playing on the playground or something. I don't know. He's at the foot doctor, podiatrist. But uh, we, once a week, we do these segments where we cover some silly, like random news stories. Would you have any interest in doing a few with me before we get off here? I can try. All you got to do is I'll just read them and we just kind of comment on them. And then that's like it. We just try to take it all in. They're silly. Let's do it. Sweet. So this is the, this is an article that I found. It was actually a Fox news odd news. um, And it's biting worms invade coast to mate. You may not want to go swimming. I found this one dearly disturbing, so I'll biting share it with worms you. invade the coast of Maine. Uh, biting worms said? invade coast to mate. So there's a biting worm oh, problem in this article. Yeah. So it says, just when you thought it was safe to go back in the water, a year after U.S. beaches started reopening post-lockdown, a biblical plague of biting creatures called clam worms has invaded South Carolina coastline, prompting scientists to issue an advisory to beachgoers. You may not want to go swimming as clam worms do have a set of hooked jaws. These animals that ordinarily live on seafloor undergo an incredible transformation under new full moon and spring. Their bodies morph into reproductive forms called epikites. So it's saying, and there's actually a picture of them in front of me. They're very disturbing looking, but don't let their flamboyant appearance fool you. These marine are known to clamp onto your fingers, face, and anything else with hook-like jaws in the water. Strong enough yeah. to even break your strong enough to break your skin. So what this article is saying is this coastline in South Carolina is being invaded by these worms that are just attaching onto people and biting them. You ever hear yeah. of anything like this in California? <laughs> I have not, thank God, and I hope I do not get bitten by one. Luckily, South Carolina is not 
on my vacation schedule this summer. <laughs> so You're pretty I'm far really away far from away South from Carolina. That. You couldn't get much further <laughs> away from South Carolina and these pesky little worms. So yeah. Oh, no. God, yeah. Yeah, that sounds terrible. I've yeah. actually only been to the beach in South Carolina. So I'm thinking like Myrtle Beach. That's the only beach I've actually ever been to. So I'm thinking how lucky oh, I got that I avoided that one. Okay, this is a worms. Exactly. So this one is called Marshmallow Launch 225 Feet 10 Inches, Cotton Man's Mouth. It's a UPI news article. We always joke that they're our friends at UPI. They have no clue who the hell we are, though. We just... Um, <laughs> For some reason, we act like they do, and they, they completely don't. So there's this video here, and it's showing it. A pair of Utah men broke a Guinness World Record when one launched a marshmallow from a slingshot, and the other caught it in his mouth 225 feet and 10 inches away. It was Dallas Anderson and John Pekla, the YouTubers, the YouTubers behind the Thrive on Vibes channel. So they are able to shoot marshmallows 225 feet away in each other's mouths. How does that make you feel? By the way, this is a skill. I mean, look, they got to be able to use that for something. <laughs> it's hard enough just to like throw it up and catch it in your mouth, let alone launching it 225 feet. That, that's absurd. I, I think that's impressive. It feels like it could be like dangerous at that length too. You could probably get some speed going on that marshmallow, like put an eye out or something. I don't know if I'd be willing to try that. My luck's not good enough to do that. I don't know if your luck's that good, but I feel like it would be bad for me. Anyway. <laughs> Hands down. I do not have enough coordination. Would I, I guess it's not hand eye, it's eye mouth coordination to make that work. I don't even know how you see them. You have to really, it'd be hard to see a marshmallow coming from that far away. Boy, what do I know? <laughs> you have to have a sense for it. Absolutely. So here's another one. Washington man arrested for allegedly stealing a 400-pound slide, mounting it to his kid's bunk bed at his mobile home. It says a Washington man, this is closer to you, right, Washington. A Washington man is accused of stealing a 400-pound slide from a playground and mounting it to a child's bunk bed in his mobile home. Dustin Bushnell, 30, of Burbank, was arrested in charge of possession of stolen property. So they actually were there to investigate him on stolen Cadillac converters for cars. And they found this and discovered this slide in his mobile home. So the slide had been taken from the playground the previous month. So they come so, onto the scene and discovered it. He had cut it off and repainted it and done a bunch of stuff. Does this win him Father of the Year award or what do you think? Yeah, that's what I was about to say. So perhaps we cannot, uh, we can't endorse the means, but I like the end. <laughs> Pretty good dad, but maybe you could have gotten some other way. Yeah, we'd be pretty devastating as a kid, though, if they like take that slide away and put your dad, dad in jail. <laughs> that could be traumatizing, right? Indeed, that would be bad. Hopefully that guy did not end up in jail. So here's another one, and I have not read this one yet at all. I apologize. We kind of threw this together last second, like everything that ends up going on on this show. It's always the last second. <laughs> but uh, I'm going to read you the title and just tell you what I think about it. Michigan man builds poop wall after dispute with neighbor. So Ew. my wife my wife is obsessed with investigation discovery and think that, that channel, that genre. And I've watched this show called Fear Thy Neighbor 
where just, they just have these disputes and it escalates to something where one of the neighbors are getting murdered. Are you familiar with this channel or this show at all? I'm not, no. Yeah, so when I'm reading this article, I'm automatically thinking like, somebody builds a poop wall after a dispute with the neighbor, this could be bad. So I guess we'll see where it goes, but okay. So, I wonder if you guess that this could be bad. I think it is in bad, just indeed, just with what we know. <laughs> so it's a small Michigan town, which is actually the state right above Indiana where I'm at right now. So Wayne Lambert, the neighbor who claims a 250 foot wall of manure was erected following a property line dispute he had with a fellow farmer owner last year. So the unusual divider separates the two properties in Lodi Township. It is in Washtenaw County, Michigan. I probably butchered that, but the hell with it. Aside from serving as a physical divider, uh, so he's saying it was a very powerful stench as well, which you can only imagine, right? The farmer who built the wall was identified, his identity has been remained anonymous, but they're calling it a poop wall. It's a compost fence is what he said. And it was to get revenge at him over a property line. So have you ever had anything like this happen with any of your neighbors? This is like <laughs> taking, I mean, not picking what up. Would you think? Think? What would you think, Greg, if I said I have, you know what I have? <laughs> I was hoping I you'd say nothing that. Nothing like that, but it's so gross. <laughs> I'm just praying I'm going to get to an article and you're like, oh my God, I've had that happen. But I don't know if it's going to happen. <laughs> so I had the neighbor's dog poop in my yard and I was kind of like sour about it, but I never said anything, but I can't imagine a poop, 250 foot poop wall. But who constructed it? I mean, it feels like sort of torture to the person who constructed it as well. Yeah. And it would, you know, it had to take a lot of time too. Um, yes, it's disgusting. Any way we look at it, this is a, just an awful thing. So I want you to picture going home this evening and you just pull into your driveway and you see this large mound of a poop wall. What is the first thing you would do? Oh my God. I don't know. I'm just thinking about my husband, my husband who really like, you know, he does pick up the dog poop, but he doesn't like it. I don't actually mind it. And weirdly, but um, he would, uh, I don't know what he would do. What would I do? God, I guess, I guess you, I don't know. You leave because how could you handle that smell? The first thing you do is you turn around and you go. Oh, yeah, what no, would you do? Oh, well, I don't know. I guess I mean I would say I'd blow that wall up, right? But then it'd be even more messy. You wouldn't just want to go that blowing the wall. That needs, that needs to come down. Think of all the doggy bags that would take up. <laughs> I live in town too, so I'm really picturing this being a major inconvenience. It's not like farming land where I live. So oh man. Well, they're they are saying here that they don't can the officials in the town don't condone this. They say the appropriate way to go about it would again <laughs> would have been to get like a surveyor there and probably go about things the right way. They don't condone building a wall. The officials in the town don't condone it as if they would have. <laughs> I think that yeah, should go what, without saying. What kind <laughs> of county are you running saying. if you did, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, so I actually think I only have one more here and I'll let you get back to your day. So oh, it is, right. it's, it's called drug runners cat caught trying to sneak narcotics into Panama prison. See if I can load it up here. How exciting is this? And all I read oh, is the substances were likely cocaine or marijuana. 
Oh, poor cat. You have a cat? I do not have a cat. No cat? I have a cat. Go ahead. I'm just wondering, does this not happen a lot? That they're trying to to smuggle drugs into it? I'm not sure. I'm sure I'm gonna I'm gonna tear into it. You know, I we do have a cat in my house. My kids named it. You want to guess what they named the cat? Kitty. It's, you got it. A million dollars you just won. Key. Yes, that is the name. <laughs> How creative! It is a massively fat cat too. It would never go. It would never last outside or running any drugs across the border or into a prison or something. Okay, so <laughs> this is how the new news article starts out. It was far from a perfect crime. A drug runner's fluffy white cat was caught trying to smuggle narcotics into a prison in Panama. The feline felon was carrying the contraband on a pooch tied around its neck when it was stopped outside the prison in the Providence of Colin on Friday. The animal had cloth tied around its neck that contained wrapped packages of white powder, leaves, and vegetable matter. Oh, it's a very cute cat. I'm seeing the picture. It's white and has some brown spots. Looks like a cute cat. The substance was likely cocaine and marijuana. Local prosecutors said they had opened an investigation into the use of animals for sneaking illegal substances into this facility before, which houses more than 2,000 prisoners. Meanwhile, the criminal, criminal cat in question will be taken to a pet adoption center. So, Aww, An unwitting coconut. Conspirator, that's not fair to the cat. It's not at all. But this is not as disturbing as this article that we shared a few weeks ago. There was this guy, it's probably a few months ago now, but there was this guy, his 16-year-old daughter came to visit him. And I don't know if they're like mm-hmm. allowed in a, they're allowed in a visiting area or somehow. But anyways, he somehow disguised himself as her. And she went back into the cell as him somehow or something and tried to make an escape. And he had this fake mask and the butterfly shirt on and flip-flops and jeans and everything. He didn't get the escape successful, but I think that tops probably trying to use the cat. Wow. Well, then what would have happened? So he would have been out, then she would have been there, then she would have revealed herself, but then she would have gone to prison for doing that. I know. Yeah, I would think so. I'm like, what happens to her next, right? I just, I, I yeah, don't, exactly. I don't know. I don't know. Mm. So you haven't visited? Man, huh? Hasn't haven't visited any prisons lately with a cat? <laughs> if I, I have not. <laughs> uh, that's good. So that's I'll let you go now. So that's kind of what we do every week, and I'm really glad that you would take a minute to do that with me, since Jacob couldn't be here. I appreciate it. Oh, well, that was fun. I loved hearing it. And I just want to thank you for taking the time to talk to me about Good Pods and being supportive and being on there. And I can't wait to follow you and see what you're listening to. Absolutely. And I also followed you on Twitter, like I said, so I don't know how active you are on there, but I did see you there. And that's that's what I was trying to make sure I wasn't like pronouncing your name wrong. I didn't want to be that guy, you know. <laughs> you didn't. You didn't. You did well. But I do want to encourage everybody to get this app, Good Pods. It's super cool. And like I said, it's really a little bit for everybody. And you really, it has that social aspect of seeing what your friends and other people you're following are listening to. And, and if you and right. you can, and there's so many groups on there too, right? I, like you said, gardening groups, I saw different like 
groups for all sorts of different kinds of podcasts where people can go in there and share what they enjoy to what they enjoy listening to. Yeah. There's one on astrology, true crime lovers. Um, yeah, there's so many. So come on to good pods, follow your friends or other people you're interested in and then join a group if you'd like to. It's really fun. It's a, everyone should go check it out. And JJ is actually going to create a poop wall group. That you're to come join. <laughs> so thanks again for taking the time to be with me today. I appreciate it and be in touch and try not to bother you too much, but it's awesome what you're doing for podcasters and for people that enjoy podcasting. Thank you. Thanks, Craig. Great talking to you. Yeah. Great talking to you. Have a good day. Bye. You too. Bye-bye. Hopefully you enjoyed that interview. It sure was a hell of a good time. And don't and like don't hesitate to check out the app. It is pretty neat. Good pods. You can get on there. You can there's several different groups on there. There's a newer, I say new, but it's actually I think the largest group on the app already, or damn close to it. Independent podcast group on there. Share your stuff with other podcasters and listeners is pretty cool. So get on the Google Play or Apple store and download good pods. But in the meantime, we are out of time and we will be back next week with Jay Lee and Craig C. So see ya.